I'm just as guilty as anyone. I mean, there have been times when, you know, I've lost my temper like a two, I mean, like a, like a, like a spoiled rotten two-year-old. I mean, to the point of almost stomping my feet and it was nothing more than me not taking care of myself. You know, I mean, that's all it was. It didn't have anything to do with mama. Nothing had changed with her that day that was any different than, you know, two days before. It was just that I had nothing else to give and was feeling very out of control and needed, you know, to step back and take some time. Welcome to the Answers on Aging podcast. This podcast provides solutions to your questions and commonly faced challenges about caregiving, legal and financial issues, personal struggles associated with the normal aspects of aging, and the unforeseen obstacles that oftentimes can be life-altering and even devastating. Each episode dissects real-life, real-time issues and will often feature special guests Guests who bring expert-level knowledge and free resources straight to you. This podcast is hosted by certified elder law attorney Todd Watley and licensed nursing home administrator Sarah Scott. Together, these aging experts bring an impressive combined 30-plus years of experience to the table in order to give you all the answers on aging. All right, we are super excited today. This is a bonus episode, and I must give tremendous props to Sarah because she has um, big dreams, big visions, and she jumped on this and has done something quite amazing, and I'll let her explain it. Sure, so welcome to the Answers on Aging podcast. My name is Sarah Scott. Todd and I talk about all things aging, how to help you throughout the course of living old, because if you're living old, you didn't die young, so congratulations on that. And um, today, we are giving you a bonus episode. It's actually our first bonus episode. Our first bonus, yes. And um, it couldn't be on a better occasion because we have a super special guest today who is going to help us answer the question, how do I prevent caregiver burnout? So our special guest is going to give us a personal firsthand perspective while we interview Mrs. Elizabeth High School. She is a Mississippi native, an author of several books, which she has one coming out on the day that we air this mm-hmm. episode, May 4th. and yep. we'll talk about that in a minute. She is a wife, a mother of three girls, and how I became familiar with her is on her role as a Today Show food contributor. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Elizabeth, welcome to Answers on Aging. Oh, Sarah, thank you so much. What a sweet intro. <laughs> um <laughs> Yes, no, this is this is such an honor. And um and yes, you are listening to me. I did a um a fun radio show with Hoda and I get to get on her show a pretty good bit. Mm-hmm. Um the only problem is is that I, I end up taking over and poor Hoda doesn't even get to get a word in edgewise. <laughs> um so so really I think they only let me on when Hoda's exhausted and doesn't doesn't okay. want to talk. Um so anyway, but yes, it did. It came up um that my mother has um, has Alzheimer's and it's actually a rare form. Um, so it's a little, it's a little different which makes it even more challenging, um, because it doesn't really fit, um, into that category. But, Mm -hmm. um, 
anyway, so we, we just kind of started our interview strangely enough talking about this. And Sarah, that's when you, um, I guess your ears kind of perked up a little bit yes. and you started to kind of listen to what was going on. I did. And so if you could just kind of give us a, a brief history of how long your mom has been diagnosed and, and what role in her caregiving are you playing right now? So mom, um, was and is, I guess, an artist and um, just an amazing artist. I mean, she is um, was nationally known and an incredible portrait artist and just um, super, super talented. And um, I, I noticed one day I went to the house and she was going to give me a check for something. And and all of a sudden she kind of looked at that check and it didn't it didn't really make sense to her. And I said, Mom, what what just write the check? And she said, I, I don't know. And then I asked her to help me. Um, we were doing a dinner party and she used to help cater with me sometimes when I needed an extra hand. I always hired her because I knew that she wouldn't quit on me. Um, and and, uh, and it did, not even if I fired her, she'd still come back the right, next day. Right. So, um, but I asked her just to set the table and mama has been entertaining all her life. And mm. she, she put a fork, you know, at a, at an angle and, the spoon was over here and the napkin. I said, oh, no. Mom, what no. are you doing? And she said, Elizabeth, I don't know. She said, this is just, it's not working anyway. So then her vision started to, to decline. She lost her um, ability to see depth. And we really thought that it was a vision issue. And so we went all over to um, Johns Hopkins and, and to every neuro ophthalmologist that we could find. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it, it really took us about four years to get the diagnosis. We finally went to Mayo Clinic and um, and they diagnosed her with posterior cortical atrophy, which wow. is kind of the reverse of Alzheimer's. It starts with your vision and then your language. And then memory will be the last thing that she loses. Hmm. Um, so at this point, she really is. Um, she is blind for the most part. I mean, wow. she really cannot see, which is, which is just so hard. I mean, it, it's all hard, but it's especially hard when you have someone that lived their life seeing, you know, I mean, that yeah. was her and taught me how to see and taught me how to, you know, to notice things that most people don't notice and how to look at positive space as well as negative space. You know I mean? Mm -hmm. All of these things that I grew up knowing and, um, you know, and now she can't see. So, Oh um, we did end up, I, I take care 100% of her. She, um, and my father divorced and he's very supportive, but, um, but she does, she was living alone and, um, my youngest brother was, um, died young and my oldest brother, um, is, uh, tries to be helpful and he is helpful, but he's just not, he's not very close. So right. I take 100% care of that financially. Um, and emotionally and physically and, wow. you know, every, every part of it. <laughs> wow. So does she live with y'all? No, we, we ended up, um, she was living in, in her own home and I had round the clock care. Uh -huh. And then it just, with that, with the vision problems and there were a few other things that were going on, we decided to put her in an assisted living facility. Okay. Um, that's just about two minutes from my house. And it's just, nice. it's an incredible place. Mm -hmm. And um, because I work, you know, yeah. full time, like you said, I mean, I have three children, two are in college, one's on the way. Um, I have a bustling catering company. I also do a lot of speaking engagements. I am the contributor for the um, Today Show. 
I'm just finished my, the, the fourth book is just about to come out. Um, you know, and so there, if, if one of the caregivers didn't show up that day and I had a meeting with a bride or, you know, needed Mm -hmm. to be out of town, then, you know, then we really, she has to have somebody with her 24 hours and, and, and she's, you know, she loves the Blake, which is her new, um, her new home and, and she's doing very well there. Good, good. It's so nice that you guys were able to get the help that she needs, but you still are close enough to stay in contact with her and, and have those eyes on her and, um, and really get to play a very active role in her care. Now, um, I can't talk about that without stressing the importance and really something I would like you to speak to is how as a caregiver of someone, a loved one who is going through this process, how, how important is it for you as the caregiver to take care of yourself? You know, honestly, it is the most important thing. And, and one of the things that I really want to mention, because it's, um, this is something that I think about a lot, you know, when, when we start taking care of someone, um, unless they've had some sort of a horrible stroke or, a, you know, uh, or, or um, you know, a heart attack or have fallen, you know, there are certain, certainly different ways that we end up becoming caregivers of parents. Um, but if it's, if it's something like Alzheimer's or something that's just a slow, you know, progression, you start mm-hmm. off, you know, and, and it's a little bit of care needed and, and it's a little bit more care needed and it's a little bit more care needed. And so, you know, you don't realize once it gets, you know, much longer in, in the process, how much of your energy is being sucked out. I always tell people, you know, if, if all children came into this world as two-year-olds, mm-hmm. nobody would have children. <laughs> Exactly. You know, but because exactly. they, um, but because they they don't come in as two year olds, they come in as babies and slowly demand more of your time and attention as they get older. Do you, do you get? Yeah. I mean, am oh, I making myself absolutely. clear? That's you know, a really good analogy. It is. is, but it's some. But what happens is we don't. A lot of times we don't even realize mm-hmm. because it's such a slow process, especially of. of, of um, children that have Alzheimer's parents, you don't even realize how taxing, how much it is taking out of you mm-hmm. um, until you kind of start to step back and start to take care of yourself. You don't realize because it is such a slow sort of um, progression. So it is. It is. I, and I guess that's one of the things is to really be aware, you know, mm-hmm. be aware of how many times your mind is going to your mother or your father. I mean, if it is as soon as you wake up in the morning, your first thought, and you may think about them or what you need to do for them 10, 15, 20, 30 times a day. If you're speaking with them on the telephone three and four and five times a day, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if they're the last thought on your mind, I mean, these are things that need to be addressed and you, and you have to figure out a way to keep the balance, you know, and it's, it's not easy because they are your parents and we were taught to obey them. Mm-hmm. We were taught Honor to them. do what they say. Yes. Um, you know, and, and so you do at some point though, if you're not taking some time, pulling back, doing some things that help to fill you up, mm-hmm. you will absolutely burn out. And then, the, mm-hmm. and sadly, they're going to be the ones that get the brunt of it because they're yeah. going to get the bad attitude. They're going to get the temper tantrum, you know yeah. I mean? And, and I'm, I'm just as guilty as anyone. I mean, there have been times when, 
you know, I've lost my temper like a two, I mean, like a, like a, like a spoiled rotten two-year-old. I mean, to the point of almost stomping my feet and it was nothing more than me not taking care of myself. You know, I mean, that's all it was. It didn't have anything to do with mama. Nothing had changed with her that day that was any different than, you know, two days before. It was just that I had nothing else to give and was feeling very out of control and needed you know, to step back and take some time. Right. So if, if you do this, not only are you benefiting yourself, you're benefiting anyone else that's in your life because, mm-hmm. you know, they'll, they'll reap the benefits, but then mainly the, the people that really are going to benefit are the ones that you're caring for. That's wow. so true. Oh my gosh. You said that so well. And the, the common parallel that I like to draw is as a mother of three young boys, you know, there are a lot of times, and I, I take pride in being a good mom. And, but you know what? When I drop them off at school or when it's time to go to daycare, I can kind of breathe a little bit easier. And that doesn't mean that I'm a bad mom. It you just, just need means a break. you need a break mm-hmm. and you need to right. recharge yourself. And so, being that caregiver, I think, is, is so similar in a lot of ways because. As the caregiver, you've got to have your break. You've got to take your your time for yourself to refill, re-energize. And Todd talks about this phrase called parenting the parent, which doesn't sound very <laughs> sexy, but, I mean, it, it's true a lot and of times. People don't yes. like that comment, but that's just what happens. And, yeah, so um, tell me, just hearing you, you, you say that, what surprised you most you know, with your mom's diagnosis, with you stepping into this role, what surprised you most that you would want other people to know? You know, I think that, that one of the things, that, well, there's so many things that have surprised okay. me with this. Number one, the, the diagnosis itself. Yeah. I mean, dear God, I mean, my mother was, I mean, when we grew up, honey, I mean, there was no, there was no ice cream in our house. We had ice milk and I know y'all probably don't even know what that is, Oh yeah, sure. but it was, it was well before there was any kind of, you know, low fat or non-fat or yogurt ice cream. No, it was just, it was skim milk that was turned into a, I mean, just a ice disgusting yeah. copy of ice cream. <laughs> I mean, we had grape nuts. I mean, it, you know, if, if it was, it was a big week, if we had some raisin bran in our house, I mean, there were no fruit loops. There was no nothing. I mean, this woman was, I mean, she was organic. She was, you know, she did not eat anything that was not healthy. Um, you know, so, so for her to get this, she exercised every day of her life, um, was just such a shock. We don't have it in our family. So that was the first thing. Oh, yeah. The other thing is, is that, um, you know, we've really gotten to the point where we kind of laugh about it and, and, you know, and, and I laugh with her about it and we kind of joke a little bit about it. Um, because you know, it, it is kind of funny. I mean, for example, for example, I could not remember, she, we could not remember one of our relatives birthdays. And, um, and it was something that we really should have known. And I could not find it in my calendar. I couldn't find it anywhere. I knew it was coming up, but I didn't know the date. Of course, mama couldn't remember. And I said, okay, mom, I said, I tell you what, since you're the one with the Alzheimer's, I said, you call up and you say, and she goes, that's what I'll do. I'll just call them up and say, oh you know, gosh. I've got that Alzheimer's and I can't remember what your birthday was. When is it? And uh, so, I mean, we laugh. We, we just laugh. 
just, you know, but I mean, it, it is, you, you do, you have to laugh about it or you you're do. just going to cry yourself, yes. you That's know, a, great a river attitude. of tears. So, and I'm not saying I don't cry a river of tears, <laughs> sure. but, um, but, but you can even find gratitude mm-hmm. in something this horrific, um, yeah. if you look for it and, right. um, you know, and, and, and to say that is, you know, it is huge. Um, but, but there are, there is gratitude even in this. And I think that is the biggest, the most surprising thing, because when, when she first found out when we were first diagnosed, I, I would have to tell you that I would have said, you're a damn lie. If you think that there's any way that I can find gratitude in this mess. Mm -hmm. And, um, but as the years have gone on, I'm going to start, I'm going to start crying. I mean, even in this mess, you know, um, we found gratitude. I, I, mama was always so busy. She was just as busy as I am. And, um, and we've had more time together, you know, Mm -hmm. than, than we ever would have had she not been diagnosed. Um, you know, we spend more time together, more quality time than Mm -hmm. we would have. Um, you know, so there are a lot of things, but, but I would have to say that the biggest surprise is that, like I said, even in this mess, um, we're able to find gratitude. That's so incredibly (sighs) profound. I mean, seriously, Elizabeth, those things that you just said and that attitude, that is exactly what drew me to reach out to you so that we could help share your insight and your perspective and, and let people know that even when you have a devastating diagnosis, whether it's Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or cancer or fill in the blank, that right. there are good things and there are positive ways to look at it so that you don't allow it to just completely consume you. And so, I mean, that's, that was so nice. That's perfect. I mean, and that is it, you know, and, and, and it's God, I mean, it's God every day and it's, and it's God all day. And, Uh um, and that, that truly is the only reason that I, that I am not completely insane. You know, I mean, it does, it's, it's sort of that anchor that, you know, that kind of keeps me going and, um, you know, and it, it is, it, it is, it's, it's the only way I think that you can find gratitude in something like this is God. And, sure. um, because life is hard and we are going to get terrible diagnosis and our mm-hmm. parents are going to get old and we are going to lose them. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, it's just, it's a fact of life, but, um, but, Dude. but God will, he will give you grace and he will give you gratitude even through this. He will. And he won't give you anything that you can't handle. You know, I mean, you've sometimes- well, well, that you know, that's the thing. He won't give you anything you can ha- can't handle. But the bottom line is, is we can handle all things for God. Right. So there's nothing that we can't handle. It's just a matter of how hard we're ready to lean into Him. It is good too. I love that. Well, so let's talk a little bit about how someone could. Um, could take some time for themselves. Me personally, I like to create things. I like to get my hands dirty. And sometimes that's by cooking. And I hear that you have a cookbook coming out. So how about that segue? I love that segue. That was good, Sarah. Um, As a matter of fact, I do have a cookbook. Let's talk Um, about that. So, yes. And I also, you know, I always think that cooking is a great way to, um, to fill yourself back up and, and it's twofold because then if you're cooking something wonderful, you can share it with your, with your parent or whoever you're caring for or your neighbor or your family, or, you know, and it's also a great way to make up if I've lost my temper, you know, it doesn't take much more than a, 
you know, than a salted caramel brownie to get mama back, <laughs> not mad at me, you know? So, so yes, yeah. and that is one of the best recipes out of that book. I have to say are the um, caramel brownies. They will absolutely knock your socks off. But, <laughs> oh, but this book wait. is great. I mean, I, I cook, um, all of my recipes are extremely straightforward. I mean, you are not going to find any hummingbird tongue on toast. And, <laughs> and I do think, you know what I mean? It's nothing too fancy. And I think that all your listeners will appreciate this because if they're caring for parents, mm-hmm. they don't have time to go find any hummingbird tongues to make uh-huh. with this toast. And they don't have time to get on Amazon and look for ingredients. Uh-huh. They want something that they can run to the grocery store for, come home, spend, you know, 30 to 45 minutes preparing a great meal for their family that everybody can enjoy. And, um, you know, and, and, and be able, I just want recipes that people are going to be able to do that. They're going to be able to cook. I want this cookbook to stay on kitchen counters. I don't want you to put it up. I want it to become that book that, you know, you're constantly going back to that. You're sharing recipes with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what, what can I bring was, which was my last book. Right. And I have no doubt that this book come on over is going to be, um, that way as well. I'm, oh I'm so excited about this book I and I too. cannot wait for you all to try it. Well, I got a little sneak peek from your publicist that sent me some of the pages and everything. And I'm really excited to try a lot of the recipes and I laughed so hard when you presented and I think all Southerners know what Jezebel sauce is. <laughs> when, when you presented yeah, yeah. Jezebel sauce on the Today Show, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so well, and that is something I, it does and I've, well I've been told that my book reads more like a book and some people just sit down and read all of the um chapter headings and um mm-hmm. And, and I do get a lot of feedback that they think they're pretty funny and entertaining. So, yeah. and I, and the funny thing is that, and I know that, and I, and I have to kind of brag on myself just a little bit, but even when I read them, cause I go back and I'll read, I, once I got the book in, I went and reread it, you know, cause now it's in book form. It's so exciting. And I mean, I was laughing like somebody else had written <laughs> it. So anyway, it's kind of funny. That's good. An entertaining cookbook. That's that's a concept. I couldn't help but notice that it's dedicated to your mom and dad, which I think is just beautiful. I mean, what a better way to honor them and pay tribute to them than to dedicate this book to them. I just think that's another way of finding gratitude and a perfect example of why you can use you or our listeners can find motivation and be inspired through your positivity and all of the things that you choose on a daily basis, I'm sure, probably more than once a day sometimes to to turn that frown upside down and to really look at the bright side and and what to be grateful for. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You do. It's a, you know, it's an ongoing thing. It's not, you know, and I have setbacks and I, um, you know, I'm not perfect and um, you know, I have a hard time asking for help because I think I can do everything, you know, I, I want things done my way. And, um, you know, and so when my brother is here and he is available, you know, it's, there's a lot of me not trying to micromanage him and letting him do it his way, you know, and, uh, and, yeah. and, and, and stepping back and, and being okay with asking for help. I think a lot of mm-hmm. times we get so, um, used to kind of holding everything on our own shoulders that, um, when somebody asks to take a burden off, you know, you kind of look at them and go, well, are you going to hold it that way? 
you know, yeah. you give it, you're like, okay, uh-huh. you can have this big boulder on my back and then they're holding it and you look at them and you go, well, now that's not how I would hold it. You know, right. I mean, right. it's, yeah. it's things like that that we kind of have to watch out for. But, um, but yeah, you know, the, the bottom line is, is we're all going to get through it and yes, we're going to have bad days, but, um, tomorrow's another day and it's another chance for us to do better. And, um, anyway, so that's wow. just, you know, kind of trying what we do. You are a absolute inspiration, not just in cooking and TV shows, but in this, you, you have one of the best attitudes that I've ever oh. seen. And I truly appreciate that. So oh, you are too sweet. <laughs> well, I can, I just can't thank y'all enough for having me on. I mean, it's just, oh, oh my God, such fun to We're talk good. to y'all today. Where can people get your book? So you can go to Amazon um, mm-hmm. and purchase my book. Now, if you'd like to have it signed, um, you can call Square Books right here in Oxford, Mississippi, okay. and order the book, and then I can personalize it to you, and they will ship it to you, which is tons of fun. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. These will be ready right around Mother's Day, so that's mm-hmm. kind of a fun thing. Um, and so if you have a special mother that uh, you may or may not be taking care of, you may want to um, do this, and I can personalize the book to your mom or um, or anyone special in your life, if you've got a birthday or, or if you just want your own book signed, I'm yeah. happy to do that too. So, or you can just call Amazon and Lord, it'll be there in three seconds flat. <laughs> <laughs> three seconds. Oh my Good goodness. Deal. Elizabeth High School, you have been so, so nice to talk to. I'm so grateful that you were willing to, to share a little snippet into the personal challenges that you're going through with your mom, but even more so the challenges and the ways that you're overcoming those is just really going to, I think, help a lot of our listeners. So our listeners are very grateful, I'm sure. So I appreciate that. All right. Well, thank you so much again. And um, I will get my book and I want you to, to, to sign it for me. Okay. So I will call down there and I'll get that. All right. (laughs) All right. More than happy to anytime. And thank y'all so much for having me on. I'm so grateful. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Take care. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Answers on Aging podcast with Todd and Sarah. Be sure to hit the subscribe and keep tuning in each week as they bring you helpful, useful, and easy to find resources for making life as we age as simple and enjoyable as possible. For more information about this episode, visit AnswersOnAging.com. Click on the show notes tab and take advantage of the free resources right there at your fingertips. To see Todd and Sarah live, tune in to the Facebook page Senior Services NWA to catch their weekly live radio program every Wednesday morning. Todd and Sarah welcome feedback and love to answer your questions, so please let them know what you think by leaving a review and share with your friends and family.